Welcome back, folks, to the Mailwright Show. This is episode 252. It's going to be an internal discussion with me and my great co-host, Robert Newman. We're going to be talking about when it when is the time to use paid online advertising to increase the amount of leads, quality leads that you're going to get. There's always a time when you're starting your career where you look at um, guerrilla marketing and we've covered a lot of that during our internal discussions and with our guests. But then there's a time where you want to put uh, paraffin on the on the fire to get quicker results. So that's the time to look for paid advertising. So would you like to introduce yourself, Robert, to the new listeners and viewers? I would love to. My name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of uh, Inbound Real Estate Marketing. I have an amazing website, inboundrem.com, which has answers to all of your real estate marketing questions, uh, everything from how to name your company up to what niches you should follow. So if there's anything you want to learn, go there. And if you're looking to listen to all the great interviews that we've done over the past two years, you can go to the MailRight website and there's a full library covering literally anything that you want, you need to know about online marketing or real estate marketing in general. So Robert, how are we gonna how are we gonna start this conversation, Robert? So today, uh, to all of our, as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do John for a second and say to all our beloved listeners and viewers, uh, the way we're going to start off today is we're going to talk about uh, when and how to use paid advertising. I'm an SEO guy, and oftentimes that gets a little bit confusing with like people go, well, do you use paid advertising? And the answer is actually quite frequently. I advise people to use paid advertising on almost every single call that I get on. So John was talking to me at the beginning of the show and he was talking about doing uh, YouTube paid advertising as a potential replacement for brokers and teams in different marketplaces. And so I said, why don't we have a conversation about when and how you use paid advertising and for what reasons? So to kick us off, John, let's talk about YouTube. Um, so yeah. your, your idea, uh, I understood it. Go yeah. ahead. You know, it's a bit high level, and I'm going to try and keep it quick because I can waffle, can't I? But it's well known that in the 60s, 70s, and some, some extent the 80s, if you had a kind of semi-mediocre brand, if you were one of the bigger companies and you had a a spread of different brands, you know, in food, you know, clothing. It doesn't you let's say you had a, a mediocre brand of food product and you want what was the what was the quickest way to increase sales? Um what was the most cheapest guaranteed way of turning that mediocre brand into something more special and the way to do it was tv what you know when you looked how how much you had to spend by how much profit you would make from that expenditure there was nothing nothing that could compare to local or national television or regional 
local, regional or national television. Nothing. Right. If you could afford to play in the playground at that price level, there was no better return. And that's why a lot of um, companies would spend a lot of money with television because it was a guaranteed way. Literally, you could spend like $1 and you'd get a 4 5 $6 return. You know, it was a non-brainer. Well, in the modern age, you know, and I'm not being offensive here, but apart from a lot of very old people, and I classify myself as old now, but I don't do it myself. Apart from a lot of old people, who watches traditional television? You know, most people of, of I know, and I might be unusual for my age, I don't have a television. I, 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 I have Netflix, and I watch stuff on YouTube, right? And I don't watch, you know, I'm not prepared to, exp- or I get some some films and other materials off um, iTunes, right? Apple. Right. But I can't stand watching television because I can't stand watching 10 minutes of traditional television and then being exposed to six minutes of advertising, right? Right. You know, um, which is mostly drug companies, um, Korean cars, cheap Korean cars, um, drug companies, um, and the sector, you know, and I, I think a lot, apart from that older audience, a lot of um, millennials, Y generation, X generation, they they feel the same. So increasingly on on traditional television, you're marketing to either very poor people who can't afford Netflix, or or your your you're marketing to very old people. Well, um, I don't think that's a very good idea. So I see, you know, when you look at the costs of advertising on YouTube to build a brand, um, I think you, if you're a broker or a power team, you should actually look at YouTube and a mixture of guerrilla-free videos on your YouTube and also paid advertising um, it's compared to Facebook and some other um, online um, paid traffic sources, the prices are still quite reasonable, actually, Robert. I, I hear you. So, so a couple of comments to what you just said. Cable advertising still, in my mind, has very much has a space. There's a big audience. They're not just poor people. There is affluent people out there that I think that just that still watch TV. And I think that it I was has, being a little bit controversial there. It has. I think it has a place. However, is it the most effective place for a, a real estate agent to spend their dollars? Now that I would debate heavily. Now a broker, and if you're listening to this brokers, um, and I know you, there are a few of you out there that follow show these days, listen. If you have a big enough budget and you're still thinking that TV or newspapers are the way that you want to go, every now and again, you have those clients that need that. And, you, and, and the older clients are still the people that hold most of the wealth. So you still go to those mediums yeah. on the client side, John, because they expect that there are going to be ads in the paper and things like that, regardless of their effectiveness. Now, having said that, 
how and when, from Robert Newman's perspective, not John's perspective, do you use paid advertising? And, and would YouTube be effective? And the answer is, if you're spending money doing YouTube video in the first place, or you're doing it yourself and you're personally producing it, the answer is absolutely, absolutely, yes, use YouTube advertising. It is the wave of the future, not the wave of the past. And John is correct, in my opinion, on his estimate that you should be there. No doubt about it, 100% for sure. The other things that I would say, though, is that the big thing in, in direct advertising these days is something called remarketing. Wilopo and all the big companies are using it, and I'm about ready to add it to my arsenal as well. And remarketing is where somebody's already visited your website, and then you have an ad, follow them around after they leave, because everybody has the, the attention span of a lemming on the internet. And that's true. Um, it is a fact. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm over-embellishing, but it is a fact. Attention spans get shorter and shorter. So drawing them back to your site is a better, better, and better, and better type of marketing. And it's very inexpensive. It's not the same thing as getting a new visitor to the site. It doesn't cost as much or anywhere close to it. So remarketing becomes a wildly cost-effective way to use direct advertising for websites and such. Does remarketing work for Facebook? Yes. Is Facebook a good source of direct advertising? Yes. I think it's been over-talked about. For real estate, everybody's using it. Everybody's got a different way of doing it. If you want to check out uh, somebody brilliant, um, John and I have approached him uh, to be on the show. But look at Travis Tom. That's the only name I need to drop on the show. T-R-A-V-I-S-T-H-O-M. He has little digital products that, that will break down different sides of Facebook marketing. Plus, John does Facebook marketing. But if you want to be taught how to do it before John gets his university up and online. Well, I get it, but, but lucky I've been busy with my other business. So, um, but it's just an excuse. If it, if it was big enough priority, I would get it done. So I'm not going to make any more excuses. I'm just sort of going to try and get it done. Um, yeah. About Facebook. Yeah. In some ways I, was, I understand what you mean. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. It's just, it's just, um, it's no better or no worse than the other platform, the digital Google, Twitter. It's, you know, it's been kicked around like a, I don't know what, you know, it's been given a good kick in, you know, in the media and by the establishment. Um, but I was like I say, I don't see it any worse than Google, Apple um, or Twitter in their attitudes and that. But when you, when, when you look at the statistics, it's still, you know, obviously you combine it with Instagram, um, it's still a enormously powerful player in, and I don't see that changing in the near future or, or the medium future, really. Me either. But having spent a second on those things, let me talk about something that you won't hear anywhere else. You're going to hear it here on the MailRite show, and this is why you listen. So here's some direct advertising options that very much work that are not being heavily tapped into. Twitter. Twitter advertising does work. If you have good content, if you're, if you're producing a good video, if you're producing a good something on your website, Twitter is... Do you really... Do you, 
I, I've really totally discounted Twitter when it comes to real estate. I understand. Uh, and for the most part, I, I don't disagree with you. Where Twitter gets you in front of inside of real estate is people in the digital space. So I don't know. I was about ready to cap my, my statement with this. I think that Twitter is effective in major metro markets where there's a big digital audience. So here's some examples. New York, Houston, Miami, Los Angeles. These are places where digital influencers very much have money to spend on real estate. And they're very much on Twitter. I have a Twitter account. Most of the people I know in LA have a Twitter account. Do all of us use it all the time? No. Do I occasionally click on an advertisement? Yes. Am I a qualified real estate prospect in Los Angeles? Yes, I am. San Francisco, you have to be on Twitter. If you're listening to this show and you're a real estate agent in San Francisco and you're not trying Twitter as an advertisement, I strongly recommend that you do. San Francisco having a Twitter account is almost a mandatory like badge of honor inside all of the tech spaces. And there's, there's more tech jobs in San Francisco than there are normal jobs. So you would be ridiculous not to be on Twitter. So those are some, some examples. Now, here's the big one, though. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is becoming a more and more of a space that people are, are referencing for, for moving so will it get you in front of traditional real estate searches? No. If you're a relocation specialist or some percentage of your business is based on relocation, LinkedIn becomes an amazing option because especially if you produce content that's, that is surrounding relocation. So basically think of it this way. You produce an ad that has to do with relocating to your city. Everybody that's listening to this show that is in a city that contains a very large amount of incoming traffic, this is a great advertising idea because very few people focus on relocation and yet big cities like Los Angeles, Phoenix, uh, almost every major city in Florida, they all have massive audiences coming in and out. And the place that those people who have jobs are oftentimes starting that process is LinkedIn. Because 90% of the time when you're getting a job that is asking you to relocate, it does have something to do with a job that you found or advertised on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is becoming the place that people get hired, employed, put their resumes on. So it is more and more like it's a destination platform. People are on that site oftentimes looking for, th for groups and things related to cities that they've now secured a job, applied for a job in X city, all those things, there, there's a growing amount of search on LinkedIn that relates to location and moving. Take it away, John. Well, we've got time. We've actually reached our time for our break, actually. So we're going to go for a break and then coming back and we'll be, I'll be responding to Robert's Insights about um, LinkedIn. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. You want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a good old discussion about 
paid advertisement, online paid advertisement, when you have to get your wallet out to get yourself on these platforms. And we finished the discussion talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, funny enough, I was having a discussion about LinkedIn early on this morning. And um, when you when you hit LinkedIn, it's becoming more and more similar in its stream to other plat- online platforms in a way. They, you know, they're trying... They're trying to get away that from it only being seen, you only go on it if you're looking for a job, into a more professional competitor to the other social media platforms. And it is, you know, you can now... I learned from somebody that um, they're doing it in beta. They're actually linking it somehow to newsletters. You can have... You can ask somebody to join your newsletter through LinkedIn now. They, they seem, I was told this morning that they're doing a beta on that concept. Okay. And that sounds powerful. I don't know how they're going to do it, but if it's done right, that could be really very interesting. You can now put videos on there, can't you? Um, it, is, it is becoming, because it, I think... I think there could be also overlap, not only for, you know, people looking to move from one region to the other, but in there can now be some overlap with it because it it's I I don't totally see it now as a totally business to business platform. It mostly is, but when it comes to high end, especially on the high end property everybody's interested in property, aren't they? Yes. So um, using video and talking about your latest perch, you know, somebody, your latest client and that, I think you could legitimately put that on LinkedIn and you'd probably get interest, wouldn't you? I do think that, I do think that you would, yes. Um. You know, but when it comes, you know, um, I think the other thing we need to talk about, which you've got, which I haven't got any experience, is that you, you deal with a bit with um, paid Google, don't you? Google search, don't you? I do, because here's the thing. More and more frequently right now, so Google is 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 doing more and more of their ranking based on user behavior, which I count, I've said on countless shows. But you know what? The funny thing is, how do you measure user behavior? You've got to have users come into the site. So a way to kickstart SEO, like if you've built an amazing website, an amazing experience, and you're going to send some good, strong SEO signals, start building do- domain authority. Guess what the other thing that you need to really get fast results? You need traffic. So you got you got to fucking bite the bullet and send paid traffic into a site if you really want to rocket your results super fast and start getting leads it's, right away. You're putting some gasoline on the bonfire. Exactly. Because now Google has all those users to measure success with, and they will absolutely rank your site much, much faster if you're sending in paid traffic. Now it's a, they will tell you over and over again, oh, no, we don't, we don't do this, we don't, this bullshit. I've, I've done countless tech case studies at this point, and... Google ranks sites faster that have paid traffic coming to them. It's full stop. 
mostly probably because it kicks in their user behavior algorithm. So if they said, hey, we don't have a special part of the algorithm, I would say, okay, that's true. But if you're going to tell me that they didn't design it on purpose so that most likely you had to leverage paid advertising, if you wanted any kind of results anytime in like the first year that you built the site, yeah, I think they did that. I think they did that and probably did it on purpose. So um, now you've got to send paid traffic in. But the good news is, is that oftentimes once the results kick in, Google does legitimately keep you ranked. You don't have to keep spending money on paid advertising, which is the only part of that about this that doesn't make it evil is that they literally are just saying, all right, well, now that we know what people are going to do when they come to the site, we'll, continue, we'll rank yeah. you organically. Yeah. When it comes to my, I'm getting I'm getting these figures not from personal experience, but I've got a friend that does a lot of political campaigns. Okay. And regionally and nationally, a lot of regional campaigns. Okay. Um, for politicians, it's a dirty business, but somebody's got to do it. Right. Uh, and he's done very well out of it. Um, and he uses YouTube, YouTube advertising. And he was saying to me that he's managed to get some results where he's moved, he's moved the needle enough to get a victory for a candidate by spending about five hundred to a thousand dollars a month, okay, a month period. So I haven't got the experience to say, but I would imagine if if you you could spend that money and dominate your local market. So when anybody came on YouTube, they would see one of your adverts most of a lot a lot of times. So so I think you could do that around five hundred dollars. Now when it comes to Google paid you know paid search, what what kind of money are we generally talking about that will make a difference? Well, okay, so with the client like most of my clients, the searches are ranging between thirty and seventy cents a visitor right now. Um, which is down it used to be, I would, I would hand like, like absolutely say, Oh, it's about a buck a search because that's a good estimate. And a lot of rural markets come in a lot less than that yeah. it's a bidding system, John. So you're bidding against other people and whatever people bid the keyword term up is what you end up paying with real estate. There's a lot of terms that you could get into that aren't directly valuable. That could cost as little as five cents a click, like five cents a visitor. But the value of that visitor based on the search that they're doing is probably going to be a lot less. I'm going to stick with an average of between 30 and 70 cents a search. So if you want 1,000 people to the site, you'd spend $700. What we found found with Facebook is that um, unless it's a metropolitan area and, you know, some of the competitors, they break up the metropolitan areas by zip code and you buy a, a zip code area uh-huh. um but they actually but we what we found in the non-metropolitan areas where you, you might have a, a, a overall population audience of let's say 200 to half a million right people, right is the is that the campaigns exhaust very quickly um that you get an initial Really nice response, but after ten to twelve days, they tell off quite dramatically. Right, the campaigns, and what the way we dealt 
we we've had to build more more campaigns, but we actually swap the actual images out of the adverts, um, and we find that regenerates the campaign to some extent. Okay. So it lasts for a couple of weeks, two two and a bit weeks. But we've found that if you want to supply a month's worth of leads, we actually got to run two separate campaigns and change the Facebook advertising images of those campaigns. Okay. Because of the way the algorithm works in Facebook, it doesn't work that well with small catch, catchments. And they would classify a quarter of a million to half a million people as a small catchment. Right. Um, so that's one thing we've found. Where I don't think you have that problem with Google paid advertisement, do you? No. And and ladies and gentlemen who are listening to the show, this is why John and I make good partners. He focuses his agency on using paid search for Facebook, and I focus on Google. And it's not to say that either one of us haven't done the other, because we both have, but to say that we focus on it like the intricacies of doing this marketing in the digital space is why you're listening to the show. It's, there's a lot, like every single person that's, that's whatever market you're in and you're listening, whether your place that you're in is going to work slightly differently. Like whether that's uh, Florida or Orlando versus Miami or Tampa versus Orlando, every single market is different. Like the cost of the advertising is going to be different the ad that we might run, it could be similar in, in topic, but it might need to be, it's going to have to be focused on your particular area. Relocating to Tampa is not the same thing as relocating to Orlando. Um, and that's what, so that's why I love our dialogues on the show because he covers one side of it and I cover the other. And we sometimes get lost in the sauce. I hope that some of you listen because you're already doing advertising and you're hoping that we'll cover a detail that you haven't thought of yourself. I want to circle back around briefly because John kind of moved on to something else before I got a chance to finish my thought. With Travis Palm, he's got two separate sites, Walled Garden HQ, which will automated in an automated way do listing advertisement, take some of the pain that John is talking about away from it, and AdCrate, which I like AdCrate a lot because AdCrate is just a little app that he developed that has a whole bunch of tried and true advertising for Facebook, like just ads that he's run successfully. So you can just subscribe to AdCrate and keep getting good at ad ideas. It's a a small... We're on, we've built out now 15 campaigns now. We're on to our 15th built out campaign that we've been testing. Okay. Um, And that's enough now for us to move on and really try and get some more clientele um but we have found that um they they do get exhausted much quicker than you think they will right Uh, by changing the images that kind of boosts them up a bit longer so it's a realistic time in the metropolitan area you've got such a bigger target um that players like bold leads and um there's a couple other other couple well there's probably more play well the there's a lot of players that kind of consult with brokerages don't they they run they run campaign facebook campaigns for brokerages where i would say mail 
there, there, there probably are more players than I think, but my main competitor is Bold Leads, um, where we offer a solution to the actual agent level rather than the broker level um, at a price. And that has to be that has to be demonstrated. There's only so much that the average agent can afford. So that's we keep our pricing at that level. Um, but it is, it is interesting because all these... But I am intrigued about YouTube because my friend um, who's in the political area, the, you know, the kind of um, budgets, the kind of money he's thrown at it is really not that expensive. And he, and he, he showed me his um, analytical data over the weekend, some linked to some of his campaigns. And I was quite impressed, really, Robert, um, with how much the av- the clicks um, he was getting for the, the cost. Right. Um, so I, I do think, and the beauty of YouTube compared to some of the other is I think if you mark, if you spend a bit of time marking up your organic videos and you cover the area. You can use them on your website. You can use them on your Google local page. You can use them on your YouTube channel. So they're multi-purpose and they can be used to attract people. So, And then you could look at the paid side, can't you? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I like we've talked about this incessantly. We're going to keep talking about it until people get sick of tuning into the show and that is because video is the secret weapon of everything coming into 2020 we're going to talk oh, about if i was an agent i I'd, I'd just be knocking out those videos every week i'd just be um if you if you're not getting a lot of phone you've got a bit of spare time on your hands because of the virus just just get just get you get your phone out and um start making videos about your local area, about the parks, the facilities, the restaurants. If you've got a house that's you're representing, do a walkthrough. But just start getting those videos up and um, just do it. Just get off your backside and do it. Well, we reached out about 30 minutes. Hold so- on, John. Hold on. I know oh. you're about ready to close off the show. For those of you who've held on this long, we have a bonus for you. Ooh. It's uh, super exciting. So we had a guest on the show a while back. His name was Malcolm Lawson, I think it is. Uh, but Malcolm is his first name for sure. Malcolm runs a Facebook group, which I have now been a part of since he came on the show, which was about two, three months ago. And I did get the right last name right. I have watched on his channel somewhere in the vicinity of 10 to $20 million worth of real estate transactions that have definitely been done off YouTube lead generation. He manages this group for free. There is no cost to this. So this is a free join it now today, stupid, because this is John and I will charge you money. Malcolm does not. Okay. So here's the group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash YouTube lead gen, G-E-N. John will include that in the show notes for all of you. That is my secret to uh, success. Malcolm himself has 10,000 subscribers, which wow. makes him 
one of the most subscribed to YouTubers uh, in real estate in the country, top 10. So that's it. That's the secret bonus. Go ahead, John. So, Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Please go to inboundrem.com. And, hey, if you want to book an appointment with me and talk about, like, a high-end real estate SEO site and some long-term strategies or or even not so long-term, just Legion maybe, maybe questions about Legion in general, then go to Inbound REM under services and then book an appointment with me. Yeah, he does a good job, uh, Robert and his crew. If you're looking for that high-end site and using um, content marketing, Robert and his crew are the people to approach. If you're looking for something cheaper, a different set of the market, you're in that second to third year and you're looking to be more successful and you're looking for something that works, um, have a look at Mailrite, really do. We've been doing a lot of work, me and my little team. Um, I've got a team now and we've been building our campaigns and I think we've got something to offer you at a reasonable price. So go over to Mailrite and book a, a demo with me or if you just want to chat, you can just book that through the website. Um, and um, if, if you just want a general discussion about your online marketing, I'm there to help. Or if you want to have a look at Mailrite, I'm totally happy in doing a demo for you and walking through all the aspects of Mailrite. We will be back next week. We've got a guest. We've got a returning guest. We've got Dr. Lee. She came on the show about six or seven months ago. She did a fabulous job. Um, amazing amazing job didn't she and uh, yeah. she's coming back on the show and it should be a great show folks she we'll was be super back. fun tune in she was and we'll be back next week folks see you soon bye bye, bye.